spoiling all cars as three white Caucasian males on the loose with an RSS feed. I got them. I'm going to bring them downtown. Nick Jackson, Luke Warney, Chris Crookham. You have been charged with crimes against comedy. How do you plead? Guilty. Guilty. Guilty as charged. Listen to the Ice Podcast, the number one comedy podcast for ice cold banter, news, and opinion. TheIcePodcast.com. It would be a crime to listen. Are you an outlaw? everyone and welcome to episode 92. 92. 92. What's yes. That? 92 I think it is. In what? Spanish, I hope. <laughs> I yo soy Scott Copperman. Me llamo. No, I am. Me llamo Scott Copperman. I call myself as we remember always saying in Spanish class, Scott Copperman. E El Yama Elton McManus. Yeah, huh? <laughs> it, it's me. It's Hi. Elton and Scott coming to you for episode 92 of An Apotheosis of a Bombast. And uh, I must apologize, but as I was balancing some checkbooks today and looking at money spending different places, I felt a twinge of the fact that I actually took Italian in college. My parents paid for me to take Italian 3 and 4 in college, and, and Spanish 7. <laughs> My god. For what? You know, I I, uh, I took Spanish in high school, took it in college for no reason, really, other than credits, then proceeded to take Italian, there was the very cute girl in my Italian class which proceeded to make me want to take Italian two more times. I knew there was a reason behind that. <laughs> the, the Italian girl, Kristen Weiss, was was the girl for whom I took Italian three and four. But uh, I, I I could not. You could speak Italian to me now, and I would give the old uh huh. I never really got past the. I I can understand. I can listen attentively. I can flip on here in America. We have the uh, Univision channel, which is all uh, Spanish language. Mm-hmm. So I can watch the game shows or the soap operas and be like, oh, he caught her in the car with that one and know exactly what's going on. But, uh, but you know, as you just saw, my actual communication skills are quite poor. Yeah, I thought you'd watch too much Dora because my kids sit there and shout the words out. I've never seen anyone else do this but you know when they want you to respond to the cartoon and they're the only people in the whole world that do it it's um, brilliant I understand that they're soliciting that I remember that and uh, before they remodeled Dora to make her look a little more teeny-ish teeny bopperish but I don't know like Dora's Spanish to me is not functional Spanish I always I- wished that my teachers in high school and college you know, when we're learning elementary Spanish, I wanted them to give us Plaza Sesimo, the Spanish Sesame Street. Because that's how we all learned here, like, 
to communicate intelligently in adverbs and yeah. adjectives. Now give me uh lowly 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 Tomasu adverbs here. Or something like that. Yeah, in Dora it's all about the yellow bridge and the Where the blue are we going? El Cabajo. Yeah. Where are we going? El Cabajo. Say it with me. And the monkey, the, the monkey and the boots, the, uh, just all confusing. It's yes, one happy not, place, though. It, it's kind of happy, but there's always stuff going on, and it's like Fireman Sam. I don't know if you get that, but there's a, a it used to be like a, a plasticine animation thing, and now it's all turned to 3D, mm. of a man called Fireman Sam. And in his village, each week, there's a fire that he has to put out. Bollocks live in there, man. <laughs> there's fires left, right, and centre. Pyromaniac is living there, but yes, I yeah. do know who Fireman Sam is. I've never seen this show, but we have the occasional books and toy products. Yeah, if there's a way of setting something alight, then they will do it. It's the scariest place ever. And yet <laughs> kids go, yeah, let's go to Fireman Sam town. And then they okay. wonder why if their kids are setting their homes on fire. Sam, Fireman Sam will be here soon, Mommy. Just wait. <laughs> no! My wedding dress. <laughs> no. Well, one last Dora thing. If I were to start this phrase, Bate, Bate, do you know what comes next? Bate, Bate. I, I oh, that's Bate, Bate, Chocolate. They sit there and they, they think they're getting cocoa beans for Dora's grandma. You can't hear my expression on my face, can you? You're thrilled and proud. I can it, tell. It's kind of dazed and okay. and stars in, in the corners of my eyes. Kind of like a migraine coming on. <laughs> well, that's one of those things that I know my kids are going to remember forever. Like, either, There's moments I catch myself with... Um, old commercials and TV bits that to me there's just a single line that stands out and I'll realize ah, they have no idea what that is but my mm. kids are going to go to their children someday bate bate chocolate <laughs> I speak Spanish muy bien and you're just going to dive across the room and clout them in the head no right. don't bring that back to me Ah, <laughs> <sighs> so I apologize for having missed our last show as um I haven't really told anybody, but uh, just just been having a little bit of back pain. Not back pain, but back numbness, and it's limited my availability to do fun things as I go for a test here and a tweak there. Everything's fine, just pins and needles in the legs, and mm. it'll be fine. I, I heard rumors that your wallet had got too big and had numbed up your bottom. I, uh, I did hope that you were going to put together a benefit for me. Then I could come back and be like, thanks to the wonderful support of the Bomb Bastards, I have been saved. And then that would be my springboard into a, uh, what do they call them? The, the priest, the traveling priest, TV televangelist career. Yeah, yeah. I I did think about it, but then like the, the fridge opened and there was a light <laughs> in there and there's food oh, in the fridge. Yes. Yeah. I understand. No, but I'm glad you're on the mend, hopefully. Yes. So we can 
crack on with some other episodes. There was uh, one thing that we did talk about in a previous episode that uh, I was hoping to, to just hit on here. We had talked about the superheroes, the real-life superheroes. Yes. And there was a link that I did not remember to to share during the show. Um, I did put it up on our Facebook page, I believe. Did I forget? Maybe I put it on mine. I think it's on there. Oh, it is still there. I'm sorry. Uh, the seven greatest real-life superhero brawls. And I, I was wondering if you had had a chance to peruse those. Uh, <laughs> Batman uh, slapping a, a bum or, you know, superhero attacked by civilians. Mine's down for maintenance at the moment, so uh, I can't look at it. Oh, it is. What? what, what uh, no. I just clicked the same link. Yeah, it's down for maintenance. That's disappointing. What a time to have maintenance. And yet, I can get page one, but not page two. Well, regardless, I, I was curious. There had not been any responses on the Facebook page as yet to that. And I was curious whether uh, you had seen it or if anyone else had. Uh, there were those couple other things that were on the Facebook page as well. You had put up the Lego cake cutter. Oh, that's wicked. Yeah. I I want enough Lego to build that. But you need the animatronic Lego stuff that you can program. and it, It's kind of cool. It's like the machine guns that you can make out of Lego. And they're lethal. But uh, yeah, cake cutter made out of Lego. <laughs> And your retro top trumps? Yeah, this is one thing I was hoping that might catch on. Obviously, it isn't going to catch on. Never mind. Uh, you're all losers. But I thought of uh, retro top trumps. I might do it on Twitter and see if anyone can top trump me. I started off with yo-yos. I, Jake has been going mad for yo-yos recently. He got a real cheap one mm-hmm. from somewhere. No, he had a really good one that... Uh, had a good weight behind it, and but it did like the LED flashing and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah, Daddy had a go, and it ended up splitting into two pieces, and <laughs> Yo-Yo just literally separated and went down the road. And so I went, oh, okay, I'll find my my Yo-Yos because I I had these hidden away, and these are the Sprites and Fanta Professional Yo-Yos from about nineteen eighty. 688-ish. And these were the dogs at the time. There were two types of yo-yo. There were the, the light ones, which had the white out uh, uh, central parts, and these heavier, clear plastic ones. Mm-hmm. And no one else has got these. And I just pulled two out. I And I've got original strings. The strings on there are about six years old, so they're going to go any minute now anyway. But I was hoping that Someone might top trump me, and then I can top trump them with something else. But it didn't catch on. So if you want to go there, look at the Facebook page and try and top trump me, you bastards. Do we want it as a comment? I guess it would make be more fun to have like an ongoing chain of comments. Well, yeah, either a, a, a picture or a comment or something like that, just to well, try I mean, and not top a, trump. Not as a wall po- new wall post, but we'll try to get a, like a thread going. Hmm. Mm. So. Well, one thing I've heard is all these... We've got a Facebook page. Yes. But they're getting rid of these pages and they're moving over to groups. 
So this page will soon be gone, as far as I'm aware. But then again, we're using it quite regular, so it might not be just yet. I think the format will change, is kind of how I interpreted that. But then when Google Plus came out with Circles, mm-hmm. and uh, that seemed to, to kind of put that all on hold for a little bit. Yeah, I'm not impressed with that, to be honest. No. No, I, I've noticed I've been added to people's circles, but I have not yet created my own. Mm. But yeah, try and retro top trump me. Come on. I dare <laughs> ya. Come on. I bet you can't. There we go. Is there anything else that's been going on in your neck of the woods? Uh, No, that was it. I was going to hit you up with the top trumps. Um, for... No. Actually, no. <laughs> Let's say no. No, right. no, no, no. Well, it uh, ironically, uh, I was hoping for us to to participate a little bit more on the site where the seven greatest real life superhero brawls were. And like I said, I got the same down for maintenance thing that you did, but I I'm not sure that that's the entire site. I think that may just be that particular. Let's see, like if I click home, oh no, it's down for maintenance too. Yeah, ranker.com. Well, you spelled that correctly. Otherwise, you're in <laughs> trouble. But it was just, just when we started the call, I was in a different part of it preparing to do something. So, you know, you have the option of making your own list. I thought we would make our own list and and take it from there. But I guess that won't be happening today, will it? No, that's, that's gone now. No. You know what else it came and went? Uh, we didn't really talk about it much at the time, but... Those of you who watch my infrequent Twitter tweets noticed that uh, I was struck by this this uproar that Bert and Ernie, again, they're talking about Bert and Ernie being a, a couple. You know, oh, okay, a, yeah. A male couple. And I guess uh, I'll have to re-familiarize myself with the exact buzz, but sometime in, in early August, early mid-August, um, there was some pressure on the makers of Sesame Street. Someone started a circulation a petition saying that for the good of the children, you know, Bert and Ernie should get married, just to show that it's okay for a man and a woman to, I mean, a man and a man, or a woman and a woman, or a male puppet and a male puppet, to cohabitate. And and be more than just friends, um, and and I don't know. I it was this something with an agenda that people wanted to see puppets get married or or what it was. But we have uh, well, can't we live in a world where two puppets can live in a well in a share a bed together and share a house together and there not be a marriage involved? Yeah, I, I would think. I mean, does every pair of uh, college roommates have to get married? That may not be a good example, but <laughs> the Sesame Street Workshop released a brief statement saying, Bert and Ernie are best friends. They were created to teach preschoolers that people can be good friends with those who are very different from themselves. Even though they are identified as male characters and possess many human traits and characteristics, as many Sesame Street Muppets do, they remain puppets. And do not have a sexual orientation. What what I was struck with is not they should be married or not married. You know, I 
to me, they're puppets. And if Sesame Street decides to uh, give them that much human quality that they will marry Prairie Dawn or each other or whatever it is, that's their prerogative. But it was, I was more struck by the whole uh, people commenting. And wh- what had happened was I was on Twitter and, you know, they have the trending topics and there was, I think Bert and Ernie was it. And I clicked to see what the buzz was. And yeah, um, I, people were giving their two cents. These same people who can't call their uncle for their birthday or <laughs> uh, get involved in their local, you know, community activities had a lot to say about um, Bert and Ernie. And I guess that's because the latest media mother hurting her children, whatever situation trial would be, has has died down. <laughs> They're moving on to the puppets now. But uh, I was just struck, and it's it's really reflective of how I use Twitter now. We've talked about that a little bit, how I find myself using lists more, or kind of like a, a live news feed more than uh, for social purposes. Yeah. And, and the biggest part to me really is I don't know what's different. I think when I first started using Twitter with you, we were some of the first people from Simply Syndicated to be on it. I, I think I'm one of uh, Richard Smith's like first five friends. And I can remember there were about 20 of us. And we were in the forums talking about Twitter. And we even commented how Twitter seemed to kind of kill the forums a little bit. Yeah, I, I can't really remember, to be honest. There, there was a lot of back and forth going on. And... And it just kind of, it was perfect for a group of 20, 20, 30. But then as it expanded and interest expanded, it, it's just become a little bit unwieldy for me. But I keep saying that I'm going to rein it in. And I did, uh, I've been slowly culling my following list, trimming it down a bit. So yeah, you may see me back up there more active soon. Cool. About time. Yes, you had something on there as well. Uh, it was a, a rumor, and I jumped in, and I was like, oh, that's a rumor of a few days ago. Do you happen to remember? Oh, is that the Batman versus the Batman, um, Superman yes. thing? Yeah, I got that from, I think I retweeted uh, Earth Station, Station one. 1. Do you remember the whole whole deal about that? Uh, the, the rumor was that they're not going to fight, I think. Well, the, I, the I Justice remember. League movie has always been on hold. So, you know, they're doing the Avengers movie now, and that's moving full force, and the, the DC films have just not taken off well at all. People no. aren't excited about the new Superman. They're thinking it's a little too whiny. And Are they rebooting uh, everything in DC, then? Well, they're rebooting the comic books, yes. Right, okay. But uh, they're, they're coming out with the new Superman. There's been some stills released, and I don't know if the whole plot has kind of been out yet but it's it's again kind of an origin story instead of instead of picking up and uh, there was some talk about Superman Batman that movie finally being made but I don't know there's something something about these superhero movies there's the people who are doing the animated DC ones I don't know if you've seen any of those the the people who do the Batman Superman cartoons, they've made a couple of, of movies and they've actually been pretty good. All right. They're they're 
a lot of them are adapted from comic book stories, but there's something about the... I don't know if it's because the DC heroes are so ultra-powerful. They're almost like little gods, really, you know, compared to the Marvel always seemed a little bit weaker and more approachable to me. Maybe that's why I don't like Superman. I don't know. I just never really got on with him. I like Superman, the Superman 2, the movies. Yeah. And Superman 3, the movie. But I don't know. I just... It's him himself. I just... Always thought that because he's an alien, that he'd he was stronger than everyone else, not invincible. That he'd always get hurt, but not undamageable. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really, really like the way that bullets bounce off of him. No, I hear I, you. I ne- never really got into all that side of things. I I don't know what he was. Well, you know, the the big difference in the comic stories. Maybe not so much now, but in the early 80s, you had Peter Parker worrying about paying his rent and everyone not getting thanked or respected for what he was doing. People thought he was a criminal. He he couldn't get into any of the other groups of superheroes. And Then you had Superman, who, like every week it had to be a bigger, stronger alien force because he like you said he was untouchable Mm. you know and he was he was so good and he was you know everyone respected and revered him they seem to have kind of turned in the comics lately and i guess with these movies too this idea of of taking those dc guys and making them a little more brooding and how do i fit in i'm not i am an alien is this my home should i intervene stuff like that yeah See, I've, have you seen the new trailer for the new, or the teaser trailer for the new Spider-Man movie? I have, yes. And what did you think about it? I did not think it was as dark and brooding as, as it was being commented to be. Hmm. Um, I did think it was, I saw one that split action between that and a video game. And, what, the uh, first person shot? Yeah, when he's swinging through, that's... There's a video game trailer that looks just exactly the same footage. I think that's the movie. I honestly think that's the movie. They, I think they've done a Doom. Uh, in Maybe it is literally that for the movie. Hopefully it is, because I can't imagine sitting on Spider-Man's head for 20 <laughs> minutes of the movie. That would be horrible. But one thing that really does knock me about that Spider-Man sort of thing. I Peter Parker was always supposed to be like this little intelligent kid and he, he got bitten by this uh, spider and then he went home and adapted some things to shoot out web slingers. Yes. Am I right in thinking that? Yes. Right, okay. That's alright in comic books and stuff like that, but then they, they made these three ones with uh, Tobey Maguire. Yeah, where his body mutates. Yeah, and I think that's a much better idea, where he's actually taking on some aspects of a spider, and he's got like little wet slingers in his wrists. Why would he have them there? Really, he should have have them around his coccyx or mm-hmm. genitalia somewhere. I don't know, yes. but they're in his wrists, and I, I thought that was quite cool. But it looks like they're going back to the the original idea of he goes home and suddenly decides and works out how to make these web slingers. 
Yes, I've uh, heard that uh, same rumor. I don't like that. Well, I've seen a, a, a picture of him squirting his liquid everywhere, and you can see the little things on his wrists, and I, I don't like that idea. Yeah, I think there's something about when they did it originally, and it was it wasn't I don't know if it wasn't scrutinized or just so many people said, "Oh, that's beyond me." No one ever thought about whether you could really do it or not. But now he can't just be an ordinary high school kid and do that. Hmm. He has to be the son of Iron Man and steal the stuff from the laboratory or. It's just, it seems a little too high-tech for a high school kid. Right. So, are, are DC doing this because you have the Avengers movie coming out then? Uh, I don't know. The DC timing of this, the new 52, where they're rebooting the comic books, that that seemed to kind of catch everyone by surprise, That of the sites that I go to, that they've just spent all this time with all these other uh, cross-title things where... Blackest Night, where the Green Lanterns were involved in everything. They had uh, some new Krypton stuff, where I guess there was like another Earth somewhere, and with people from Superman's planet. So I, I don't know. It just uh, I'm not sure what motivated it. I haven't seen it be well received at all by anybody, though. And I I find for how much stuff happened, I guess like eighty three. 83, 84, 85 was uh, when these cross-title crossovers really started. That's when you had Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars and you had the DC Crisis on Infinite Earths where they killed Supergirl for the first time and they took Earth 2 and Earth and kind of merged them all into one universe and got rid of some of the, the alternate things. And since then they had many, many other iterations of these all. The Infinite Crisis and uh, Secret Wars 2 and, and all these things where other realities have come up but when they go to these stories like the Iron Man movie and Thor and uh, Captain America and, and Green Lantern the stories they choose to tell are the ones that go way back before it kind of ignores all the stuff they did that messed up the the characters They're they're back to telling that same story I read in 1982, and I was like, oh, that's, you know, it's it's the Robin that we know from when we were little, not the Robin number four who, <laughs> who in 1997 turned out to be a clone of Bruce Wayne who was from the alternate Earth, and yeah, how they keep these, doing this stuff. How did these comics get so messed up where they have, like, alternate universes, and in, in some comics you have... Well, this happened, so but we're going to ignore that, and so we're going to do something totally different and just tell a different story. Surely they should be following some sort of canon. Isn't there like a Bible that they follow? You would think. I remember, again, in 1980, probably 84, there was a uh, Spider-Man issue, and the Iron Man from 2020 came back in the past. And it was kind of cool. It was like a relative of Tony Stark. And um, he was coming back because he needed a retina scan of some kid who was going to grow up to be a terrorist in the future. So it was kind of like the Terminator, but roles reversed. Time and, travel. Yeah. So that's 1984 talking about 2020. 
And I remember thinking, like, oh, what are they going to do when it gets to 2020? Is that going to be the real Iron Man? Mm. You know, what are they going to do? And it obviously they couldn't wait. With the popularity of that character, they kind of created this whole other dimension of <laughs> where where that is what it'll be in 2020. But never mind. In real life, we're going to have this whatever happens for real. Um, they wiped out Spider-Man getting married to Mary Jane. And they uh, just had a thing recently where they're in the alternate ultimate universe. They have uh, replaced Spider-Man. I, Peter Parker, I think, died, and now that some another kid is is the new Spider-Man. Isn't it a Spanish kid? Yes, that's Spider-Man. I've heard about that. I can't remember where though. Uh, that was buzzing around for a while, like because it was. It wasn't announced originally as um, it's in the alternate universe. It was, this is the new Spider-Man. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, just in this one set of comic books. And the other one is still Peter Parker. Mm. I don't know. I, just, I, just, oh, I, I call shenanigans sometimes when they do that. That's just, that's like having, that's like the Dallas syndrome. Yes. Where... It was all just a dream, and Bobby Ewing is really showering himself in the shower. Absolutely. And it, it really killed comic book reading for me, because in that time, in the early 80s when they did they did Secret Wars, that was a cross-title thing. So you got you hooked, you start reading. I read like four or five titles, and then, oh, I'll get Fantastic Four, and oh, they're making a new one where things stays on the planet. So there's a thing in the series. So you start expanding what you're reading. Then in Secret Wars 2 and Crisis on Infinite Earths, it would it would have a uh, two pages of a comic book would be relevant to the interconnected story. And you, you just couldn't keep track of it. It would cost too much. You couldn't buy every comic book that alluded to it. And you couldn't go online then and see what was going on. So you felt all out of the loop. And in the end, I couldn't afford to keep up, and I didn't enjoy the fact now that what used to be start to finish of a story within a single issue, or occasionally you'd get the two-parter, now it was like lost, almost. That, you know, it starts an episode, it starts an issue 160 of one title, it connects in three other titles, and it's not going to end until two years later. And again, like in this era, in 1988, 89, you happen to get to the newsstand and your comic book is sold out. <laughs> you can't exactly go online and read a scanned copy of it. You're, no. You missed an issue. And that, I, I guess, in the short term, they felt like they were getting people really invested in it. But for me personally, I couldn't keep up. And And I find it ironic that, like I said, they're doing these stories now. Or like my my son will buy um, like they make comic books for for adults and then they make kid version of comic books and I look and they're the, like I said the same version same story they told in 1981 told again with just slightly different artwork yeah but it's it's the old characters that have supposedly died in these other other lines and all yeah the only comics 
I really got into, and I, I know you, you know this as well, but mm-hmm. it was the Dark Horse Alien ones. Yes. And in the very beginning, when they first came out, well, I, I've, I got like the reissue ones, I think, when, when I got them. And the, the artwork was so good. That's what I really loved about it. And it had black borders as well. And when that story had finished, they, they carried on with the black borders, but the artwork wasn't as good, but they were doing a different story. And that was all right as well. But when they changed the whole mood of the, the actual comic itself by putting white borders on, and you lost the darkness of that magazine, and it just somehow changed, and it just didn't work. You need... a a bit of atmosphere that the black borders gave it an atmosphere mm-hmm. and it it was kind of mysterious and dark and creepy but <laughs> the white border was just like a it was kind of a nasty picture and then you had a, a white border around it which was like a, a safe haven between that picture and the next picture yeah and it just kind of ruined it and you, you just lost all that feel and so that's when i just couldn't be asked to buy anymore. No, I, I hear you. And it's... It, was that... I'm trying to remember. Um, Alien versus Predator. It was after that? Or the, before? Oh, Alien versus Predator. Oh, I don't I think it has the Predators remember. in it. Yeah, I, Alien think, versus... In, it was in the back of them. And you, it was like a, a sub-story in them yeah. uh, magazines. But they were... in everything was in black and white and it was really effective. Yeah. And that had the white borders, but it was telling a story. But when it got dark, then it got color and I think it got black borders, but the main alien story was Mm -hmm. totally black borders and it looked wicked. Now, now have you read any other book versions of any of the alien universe? Uh, The way there are Star Trek ones or Star Wars and Star Trek. I did read... I can't remember what books I read. I prequel did read books? one or two. Like, no, they weren't. They weren't prequel books. There was Aliens versus Predator books that I read, no. and there was an Aliens book of the comic that I read, and mm-hmm. that would have been a better Alien Resurrection. Yes, that's always that would the case. Been, that would have been a much better Alien Resurrection because they nicked some of that story for Alien Resurrection, and that first half of the movie where they escape and they're they're trying to train the aliens is a really good idea and they started to nick it in the actual movie from the book and then they someone just must have laced the director's drink with lsd or something and then he he (laughs) just decided to dance around and go look let's have that and let's have swimming ones and let's have this guy do that and no it just went all wrong it's a shame really yeah it's, you know, whether they make their money, they don't really care. <laughs> yeah, but I'm looking forward to this uh, Prometheus that's going to be coming out as well. Hmm. I don't think I have seen much about that yet. That's the... It's not a prequel, but it is a prequel to Alien. Okay. Oh, I have heard that, yes. You know, there's there's uh, a couple movies that have come out and failed. Like, the Conan movie just came out here. Has it come out by you? Oh, that looks bobbins. I thought it looked off all along, but I read some things that said they thought it was going to be a winner, and it, it's a dud. I just saw a big guy going, Rah! Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. 
I nearly spat all my tea all over the TV then. <laughs> and they're remaking Total Recall. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, that should be good. Three-Breasted Woman, I've heard, of course, is still in there. And it's the same premise of virtual vacation, and then you don't know whether thinking you're a spy is part of it or not. But it's it... not going to be funny, and it's not going to be on Mars, I don't think. I think it's going to be all Earth-based. Isn't it a... Isn't... Total Recall, a sequel to Blade Runner. It's, I think, the same. It's uh, Philip Dick. Yeah, story. that's it. Yeah. So I don't know if it's intended to be the same universe or if it's. Uh... I don't know. And there was an, a third movie as well, but I can't. It it escapes me at the moment. Well, you saw the trailer for the thing you said before we got started. Yeah, the the thing 2011, I think it's supposed to be the prequel to The Thing, which is like 1986 or which was a remake of The Thing. <laughs> and this thing looks exactly the same as The Thing, which was a remake of The Thing. And I think it's going to be bloody good because I love that movie. That is such a cool movie. Do you think that it'll be... Uh... Old, old school in the sense of have you on the edge of your seat and not really show you gore, but just have you always like, <gasps> or do you think it'll be, yo, his face is melting and oh, look at the spinal fluid come leaking out as he gets I dissolved. I hope so. I hope it's an 18 or an R or whatever it is that you guys get, but I'm fed up with all these sensors or these films worrying about losing money and knocking it down to a, a PG-13. But that never um, adds anything to the plot, really. There's very few, very few of those movies really need it to be that way. They're not scary; uh, they're uh, disgusting. Yeah, but okay. Look at Alien and Aliens. They're both eighteen movies, and then mm -hmm. you go down to Alien Three, which I think was a fifteen, which had not as. It just doesn't have the, the atmosphere there. Yeah. As such, and then you have Alien Resurrection, which is a U, I think. It's like Caravan of Courage or something. <laughs> but I think the thing needs to be an 18 or a, a 15 at the very least. None of this crap where you try and get teenagers or 12-year-old uh, kids in to watch the thing. I'll, there's a, a real famous part of the, the remake where the guy's head splits off and then it turns into a big spider and then crawls along. <laughs> and it, it's just awesome. And that is just freaky stuff that you wouldn't think of. And that's what you want. And that's what scares you. Because you're not expecting anything like that to happen. You know, I'm allowed to spoiler this movie. There's a bit where they're trying to resuscitate a guy on a, on a, on a bench. And he puts the pads on his chest and he doesn't get a pulse. And then all of a sudden his chest literally splits open. And it turns into a big mouth. And then bites off the other guy's arms. And... You think, well, hang on. Oh, that's... Whoa. That's why it's an 18, because it's just freaky crap like that that messes up your mind. And that's what we need, I think. I guess. I guess if it's... If it makes the monster more horrible, that's one thing. But if it's... Oh, my arm! Blood flowing everywhere and uh, just gratuitous... Not clever, but just, like, gory. I'm, I'm never a fan of those kind of things. Right, okay. I'll, I'll 
pair that up with Deep Blue Sea. I'm sure you've seen that at some point. Uh, I'm not... Which, is that with Samuel Jackson and the Sharks, or is that the one yeah. where they're caught in the water? All right. That's, that's uh, Samuel Jackson. Yes. And there's a part where one of the sharks, at the very beginning of the movie, bites a guy's arm off. Mm-hmm. And it's literally just tomato ketchup everywhere. Oh, look, this shot of this guy with one arm missing, flailing on the floor. And it's just there for, oh, look, this guy's lost an arm. There's no tension there whatsoever. You know, the shark bites it, it's done. And then it's all about, oh, this guy dropping blood everywhere. Whereas the thing where the sh- the initial shock is where it opens up and then grabs the guy, it's not about him flailing around with no arms. It's all about the situation and what's happened there, and that's where you get gripped, and that's where you need more of an adult mind to think it through, and you don't need like testosterone flowing through you, going, "Oh my god, I would check that woman in the corner though." Yeah. And you know, where's the blood? Where's the blood? What's the blood? I want to see more blood and bones. No, you want to, you want the tension there. Yeah. <sighs> I won't be watching it though. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, up yours then. Yeah. Fine. That's fine by me. I actually do hate to cut it a little bit short, but uh, I am getting those pins and needles feeling in my legs. And okay, cool. I'm on, no I'm on a bit of a... Uh, if you want to get it better, you got to do these things. So um, we do have a few bits and bobs to, to take care of at the end here. We have our Facebook fan of the day. We did not get any more emails yet, so... Nobody pleaded to be uh, the Facebook fan of the day. That's fine. No worries. I'll see if I can yank one up here real quick. Pardon? While, while I'm looking, we uh, do have the Facebook page to check out. We have the Twitter feeds, Elton McManus, all one word, and SHC1970. We have the Podbean site, bombastpodcast.podbean.com. We have the bombastpodcast at gmail.com email for you to reach out to us. And there's the Rogue 2 feed, which contains our own show and several others, which you should definitely think about checking out if you're not already. Yes, please do. And there will probably be more added very, very soon. All right. I am scrolling, 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 scrolling. Stop. All right. High or low? I'm right in the middle of two names. Okay, I'm going to go low. And it's Mr. Darren Bernard. Sorry, Ross. It's Elton's fault. <laughs> Landed right in the middle there. It's not Bernard, it's Barnard. That's what I You're, said. Sort wait, of. Wait, how are we going on the Lost thing again? There's a guy on Lost who's walking around going, his name is Bernard. No, no it's no. Bernard. He's on the Black Dog Podcast yes, as well, which can be found on Geek Planet Online. So go over there and listen to them after you've listened to all the other 91 episodes in our back catalogue. Yes. Again. And you can follow him on Twitter. You can follow him on... You can friend him on Facebook if you like. So, yes, we need a moral for today's show. We talked a bit about yo-yos and Legos and movies and... So what do you think? Mm. Uh, how about make it an 18? Sounds like a winner. We, we need the thing to be an 18. Yes. So make it an 18. That's what we learned today. Cool. 
All right. All right, we'll you know go do some star jumps or um, <laughs> some squats. And lay some... on your back with ice underneath. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. You need and a donut ring. I do. You know, um, <laughs> I was thinking when when we had our our kids, there was I don't know what it was. It was like a, a C-shaped pillow, which would be a fine thing to be sitting on right now. But don't have one. <laughs> I'll have to have another baby then. <laughs> Just so I can get the ring. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that one. Yeah, that won't work. Alright, well, it was good talking with you all. Please do send us some emails, tweets, Facebook messages, and we will be back in about a week. Yeah, thank you very much, guys, for listening, and I'll see you soon. Alright, thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay, good night. Okay, okay.